Chapter Twenty One of the Barnabys in America by Francis Milton Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty One. Mrs. Allen Barnaby receives numerous notes of invitation, specimens of the soiree, their effect on Mrs. Allen Barnaby. She falls asleep and has a vision. Before twelve o'clock next day, Mrs. Allen Barnaby had received fifteen notes of invitation for herself, her family, and friends some of these were for dinner and evening parties at new orleans and some for visits of longer duration which the distinguished travellers were entreated to make at the hospitable dwellings of the writers during the progress of their proposed tour to copy all these documents is unnecessary as the same hospitable and patriotic spirit appeared to pervade them all but one or two ought to be given in justice to the eloquence with which these feelings were expressed the following are selected without the slightest partiality of any kind except what arises from feeling that they are peculiarly well calculated to serve as specimens of the whole number one madam much has been said a great deal too much upon the deficiency of mutual good liking between the great and glorious union of america and the islands of great britain you madam shall prove in your own person that as far as the noble-hearted citizens of the united states are concerned the charge is altogether false and unfounded mrs major wiggs and myself desire the pleasure and satisfaction you may observe as a national trait if you please madam that in addressing the natives of great britain the citizens of the united states never talk of doing honour and that sort of nonsense and when you madam have seen a little more of them you will become aware for your capacity is already proved to be of the best that they don't stand in a situation for any mortal creature on god's earth to do them an honour but to return to business major wiggs and his lady hereby request the pleasure of your company together with your husband in course and all your travelling companions inclusive to a ball and supper at their house and plantation called the levee lodge just two miles off new orleans this day week i remain madam with the utmost of respect for your individual elegance of mind cornelius alexander wiggs number two much esteemed lady after what was read and heard in mrs carmichael's keeping-room last night i expect it is not very needful for me to say why it is that i and my lady mrs colonel staggers desire your further acquaintance we being amongst those who acting in conformity with all reasonable laws human and divine do the best that in us lies as in duty bound to uphold and support the greatly misunderstood and much wrongly abused institution of slavery you will understand therefore madam without more said why it comes that we so entirely approbate the superior elegance of the literature which was displayed to us last night and this brings me to the point and purpose of this present writing which is to give you an invitation and your good family all of them with you to a grand dinner-party which it is my intention to give in your favour on the nineteenth instant at five o'clock p m i am respected lady your literary admirer michael angelo jefferson staggers number three the honourable mrs secretary von donderhoft presents her gratified compliments to the highly gifted and superior-minded mrs allen barnaby and in conjunction with her husband the honourable mr secretary von donderhoft requests the pleasure of mrs allen barnaby's favouring company together with that of the party supposed to belong to her to an evening soiree when the honourable mrs secretary von donderhoft will have the advantage of presenting mrs allen barnaby to a great number of her friends of the most first-rate standing and consideration which she flatters herself may be a gratification and every way an advantage to mrs allen barnaby the evening fixed for the honourable mrs secretary von donderhoff's soiree is next monday week number four madam 
your purpose is as noble as are the talents which heaven appears to have given you for the means of effecting it i respect you as you deserve mrs allen barnaby and in saying this it seems madam to me that i say everything myself and mrs governor tapway will consider it as a pleasure to receive you at our plantation mansion on the banks of crocodile creek for as long a time as you and your friends can make it convenient to bide with us my wish being to show for the assistance of your writing that any unagreeable feelings which may have been visible in the united states of north america towards those that come travelling and spying from the old country have arisen wholly and altogether from the too certain fact of knowing that we were going to be faulted and abused whereas you madam being altogether upon a new lay in the descriptive line may look in like manner of novelty altogether for a different style of conduct on our part and i have no doubt but that you and yours will be satisfied with the same i remain madam your true admirer and sincere success-wisher stephen orlando bones tapway besides these which i have taken the trouble to transcribe on account of their peculiar graces of style mrs allen barnaby received no less than eleven other letters in the course of the morning which followed the triumphant exhibition of her powers as an author all of them bearing the strongest testimonies of admiration and esteem and all conveying very earnest invitations of one sort or another both to herself and the ladies and gentlemen in her train on receiving the first of these very gratifying testimonials mrs allen barnaby her cheek flushed and her eyes sparkling with all sorts of gratified feelings rose hastily from the easy-chair in her own apartment in which she chanced to be reposing when it arrived and was just going to look for her daughter and the perkinses in order to share her pleasure and her triumph with them when a second was delivered to her by the grinning cleopatra she returned of course to her chair that she might peruse it undisturbed and then her purpose changed and it was to mrs beauchamp that she determined first to display these trophies of success again therefore she stepped forward and again her steps were arrested by cleopatra who now brought no less than three letters in her hand at once and so struck was the black messenger herself at this extraordinary influx of dispatches that having laid down the three letters she stood stock-still in front of the table to see how the english lady looked while she was reading of them but mrs allen barnaby was by this time in a frame of mind which rendered such examination extremely annoying to her and raising her voice and her hand so as to command both respect and obedience she said leave me girl leave me i tell you leave me instantly poor cleopatra liked not the voice much but she liked the hand less still for not having the slightest doubt that it was to be employed in the way in which raised hands always are employed towards people of her complexion in louisiana she actually quivered from top to toe for mrs allen barnaby's hand was not a small one uttering therefore only the monosyllable o oh, in reply she left the room much more rapidly than she entered it and the lady was left in her secret bower to enjoy unlooked at and alone all the delicious triumph of that happy hour she read and re-read the five notes which now lay all opened wide upon the table before her and then she sat for a few moments in motionless and silent reverie at length however her features relaxed into a smile and she exclaimed aloud i wonder what would happen if i were to take into my head to make myself a queen i wonder whether anybody or anything would be found able to stop me i'll be hanged if i believe there would however i don't mean to try my hand at it just at present because i don't believe i could enjoy it more if i was ten times a queen than i do now seeing all those people who own themselves that they have always hated us english like poison seeing them all ready to fall down and worship me just because it came into my head to think that i should find it answer to make myself popular 
and answer it does or the deuce is in it why we might one and all of us live at free quarters for a twelvemonth at this rate and i shall take care to make the perkinses understand that they are to pay me if they pay nobody else that is but fair and honest and if they don't plague me in any way i will let them have a good bargain what will the major say to me i wonder now and here mrs allen barnaby almost laughed aloud in her exceeding glee but she was not left long to enjoy in tranquillity this first full evidence of her complete success for another slave and not the terrified cleopatra soon entered her room and deposited three more notes before her and again after another short interval the same black girl returned her enormous eyes grown more enormous still by wondering at the business she was about and laid down four more and in less than five minutes after she entered with three thus completing the fifteen which seemed to terminate the embassies for the time being to say that mrs allen barnaby felt and looked delighted as she thus sat surrounded by these white-winged messengers of fame would be an expression so pitifully and unsatisfactorily weak that i forbear to use it but where may i look for words capable of expressing aptly and fully the state of mind into which she was thrown by this enthusiastic outpouring of patriotic gratitude look where i will i shall find none such it is in fact impossible for any faculty or faculties save imagination alone to do justice to her emotions and to the imagination of my readers i resign the task though only too well aware that of these not above one in five hundred can be expected to possess the faculty in sufficient vigour to do justice to the image i have suggested never in truth was there a mind more calculated to enjoy such success than that of my heroine there are many who though they may relish fame with tolerable keenness in general would feel no great exaltation of spirit at this species of it in particular but mrs allen barnaby was not one of these neither could she notwithstanding her well-satisfied contemplations on her past life be classed with those so blase with distinction and renown as to make the receiving it a matter of indifference nor did the shower of happiness which so delightfully bathed her spirit in this hour of joy bring empty praise alone on the contrary a vast deal of very solid seeming pudding appeared coming with it and in short mrs allen barnaby felt her contentment to be so measureless and so greatly too big for utterance that she suddenly determined not to mention what had happened to any one till she had first enjoyed it for a little while in secret and till she felt capable of conversing upon it with less external emotion than she was at present conscious must betray itself were she to enter upon the subject immediately with any one unless indeed it was her lawful husband and partner of her greatness i will lie down she murmured to herself as she passed her pocket-handkerchief across her forehead i will darken the room and lie down she fastened the blinds and drew the window-curtains accordingly and then having laid aside a considerable portion of her apparel she crept within her mosquito-net and laid her throbbing head upon her pillow there is something in the climate of new orleans which tends so strongly to induce sleep that probably no degree of happiness could enable any person long to resist it if they indulged in the attitude which mrs allen barnaby had now taken certain it is that many minutes had not elapsed after my heroine had disposed of herself in the manner i have described before her eyes closed and her regular but heavy breathing proclaimed aloud that she slept but oh what a sleep was that and how far unlike the dull oblivion that falls upon ordinary spirits while the sweet restorer is doing his work upon them no sooner had she forgotten herself as the common and unphilosophical phrase expresses it 
no sooner had she forgotten herself than a power nobler than memory took its place mrs allen barnaby did not forget herself though it was less by memory than by prophecy that she became in sleep the subject of her own high imaginings it was probably from the more than common intensity of the emotions which produced these sleeping visions that she at once gave birth to them in words and with perfect distinctness exclaimed pray move out of the way louisa do you not see how all these good people are straining and striving to get a glimpse of me matilda it is quite ill-natured to keep standing so exactly before me it is quite contrary to my temper and disposition to torment people so oh yes certainly she continued varying her tone as if speaking courteously to some stranger yes certainly my lord if you will just push that golden inkstand a little nearer to me i will give you an autograph immediately for a moment or two she was silent and then turning as it were impatiently on her bed she resumed in accents less bland it is nonsense donny to think of it it is not you who have written all these books and if you as you all justly enough say a title must and will be given as in the case of sir walter and sir edward it cannot be given to you no donny no it must and will be given to me yes yes hush 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 i know it i know it i know perfectly well major allen without your telling me that no ladies are ever made baronets i know i can't be sir martha foolish man quite as well as you do and i know a little better perhaps that you will never be sir anything but if my country wishes to reward me by a title to which i should have no objection whatever if such be the will of my sovereign if that as you all seem to suppose should really be the case i see neither difficulty nor objection in it why should i not be called lady martha and then she murmured on till her voice sank into silence and herself into sounder sleep lady martha allen barnaby lady martha allen barnaby lady allen martha bar it was clearly evident that my heroine had positively exhausted herself by the vehemence of her emotions even in sleep for she now snored heavily for above two hours without again moving a limb and on awakening experienced that feeling of puzzle and confusion of intellect which often follows sleep that has been unusually profound where am i she exclaimed starting up and looking very wildly around her but most sweet was the return of consciousness which followed she saw the mass of open notes all lying together upon her table is it then possible she exclaimed is it indeed true and not merely the invention of a dream am i really at this moment the most distinguished person in new orleans and what may i not hope for hereafter but mercy on me i really must keep myself quiet or i shall certainly go distracted the resolution was a wise one and kept to better than might have been expected from the very animated and excitable nature of mrs allen barnaby she looked at her watch and perceived that it was fully time to begin preparing to dress for dinner and she set about this necessary business with a deliberate steadiness which showed her determined to keep herself and her nerves quiet and composed the result of this was all that she herself wished it should be her ringlets her rouge her flowers and her bows all took their respective places without any trace of that confusion of arrangement which might reasonably enough have been feared under the existing circumstances before her dress had received its last finishing touch by the arrangement of her white blonde scarf she heard the approaching step of the major and smiled but very sedately as she cast her eyes upon the letter-covered table 
pour out some water for me there's a good soul said the unconscious husband of the most distinguished person in new orleans i'm devilish late i believe there is no occasion to put yourself into such a prodigious bustle if you are returned his lady with an air of very elegant languor the dinner must be kept back a little if we are not ready for it keep back keep back the dinner at an american boarding-house i should have thought my dear that you had been here quite long enough to know that wouldn't answer did you ever see any one of them waited for half a second even among the oldest customers like the beauchamps or any of them i beg your pardon major but i cannot exactly think it the same thing nobody i imagine would like to sit down till till we were ready the major opened his eyes but was too busy in adjusting his cravat to remove them from the looking-glass and mrs allen barnaby was really too much afraid of shaking her equanimity to trust her voice in explanation but when his hasty reparation of himself being completed he turned about and looked towards his wife who had quietly seated herself at the table he perceived the large number of open letters with which it was covered and immediately uttered the expected question what in the world are all those letters wife you may read them major allen barnaby if you wish it she meekly replied while quietly employing herself in securing the clasp of her waist-ribbon the major accepting the permission thus given immediately set himself to the task of examination but had proceeded but a very little way in it when he gaily exclaimed well done my barnaby egad we are afloat now or the devil's in it and assuring himself by a hasty glance through the remainder that they were all in the same agreeable strain he actually walked round the table and kissed the illustrious fair one to whom they were addressed taking the greatest care however to disturb neither her ringlets nor her rouge i am proud of you mrs allen barnaby i am upon my soul he said and what think you my dear will be the best way to profit by all this why here are no less than nine invitations for staying visits at different country seats if we could but find out wife who amongst them enjoys a little piquet you know like colonel beauchamp and who does not we could manage our matters famously it would be fun wouldn't it to be going from house to house treated and feasted you writing your immortal books and i raking in dollars every night of my life and our own money lying snug all the time it would be famous fun wouldn't it why certainly the mode of life as you sketch it major would be pleasant enough and profitable too i dare say replied his lady if we mind our hits properly it will be exceedingly necessary however to find out who's who and what's what before we decide upon what to accept and what to refuse i have said to all that i would send an answer and this will give us a little time for inquiry you are a jewel exclaimed the major with a burst of really passionate admiration but there goes the bell my darling after dinner you must write me down the names of all these excellent people that i may learn what i can about them and you may keep the letters you know and ask a few questions of mrs beauchamp or anybody else who can answer them i shall not be idle my dear replied his wife with a composed and quiet smile which proved to her acute husband that she was not quite in her usual state of mind but he was at that moment inclined to think that all moods became her and taking his arm within hers he led her with a very decided feeling of triumph to the dinner table End of chapter twenty one